On today's podcast, we will be back in our book, The God Chasers, starting off in Chapter 2, No Bread in the House of Bread. We'll be discussing about, do we even know when God is in town? Stay tuned. Join us, won't you? Sit back, grab your cup of joe or your favorite beverage, and let's dive back into this book. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in on the Power of the Word podcast. My name is Glenn Kivett. I am your host for the next few minutes, and I hope you come expecting to receive something from God, learning about Him. That's what this podcast is about. I'm glad you're here today. It's been an interesting week for me. I've been under the weather and not been able to get my podcast out like I wanted to, but we're back and we're getting ready to settle in here. I hope you've had a good time. We just come through Memorial Day where we celebrated uh, our veterans, those that have lost their lives in, in battle, those that are still serving, uh, and those that have served. I, myself, I'm a Navy veteran and, and I enjoyed my time in the military. I don't feel like I was done enough, but I'm so, so thankful that I had that time to, to serve, uh, for my country. It's been a great time. And I know things look bleak, uh, in our world today, but nonetheless, we know, uh, who is in control. And, and I believe that God has something special in store because I still believe there's going to be a revival that's going to take place. And, and that's the reason I, I want to do this book because I believe that it's going to take us as a child of God being hungry for God and wanting to get into his presence because in his presence, that's where victory is. That's where, where, uh, God is. And that's where we can feast off of him because without being in his presence, you know, it's kind of rough. I, I, I just can't imagine not being in God's presence every day. Uh, and, and I, I think if, if you will pay attention to this book, if you haven't gotten picked your one up yet, like I said, if you will send me a message through my, um, email, uh, I'll be glad to send one to you. That's the power of the word 28601 at gmail.com. I'll be glad to get, get one out to you because it's a powerful book. It will change your life. And also, if you have a prayer request, feel free to drop that down in there. Also, I'll be glad to pray for you. You can follow us on our YouTube channel. Uh, our podcasts are on Spotify. They're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and some other places that we've just put them on. So just wherever you listen to your podcast at, just do a search for Power of the Word, and you should pull us up. <clears throat> and uh, I hope you've enjoyed what we have so far. So we're going to get back in this book, and uh, we're going to see where it takes us. We're going to take just a minute here, a brief uh, break, and we'll come back and we'll get started back into the, the book. Welcome back, guys. Uh, we're going to get started here. We're not going to do too much reading today. We're going to take a little section of a time because I really want to get this point across because if we don't get this point across, then there's no further use going any further because we really need to recognize when God shows up. And chapter two starts off like this. 
It says the priority of God's presence has been lost in the modern church. We're like bakeries that are open, but have no bread. And furthermore, we're not interested in selling bread. We just like the chit-chat that goes on around cold ovens and empty shelves. In fact, I wonder, do we even know whether he's here or not? Or if he's, if he is here, what is he doing? Where is he going? Or are we just preoccupied with sweeping our imaginary crumbs from bakeries with no bread? Do we even know when he's in town? On the day Jesus made what we call his triumphant entry into Jerusalem on the back of a little donkey, his path through the city probably led him right past the entrance to the temple of Herod. I believe the reason the Pharisees were upset at the parade in John 12 is because it disturbed the religious services inside the temple. I can hear them complaining now. What is all this going on? You're disturbing the high priest. Don't you know what we are doing? We are having a very important prayer inside. Do you know what we're praying for? We're praying for the Messiah to come. And you had the audacity to have this noisy parade and disturb us. Who is in charge of this unruly mob anyway? Uh, do you see the guy on the little donkey? See, they missed the hour of their visitation. He was in town, and they didn't know, even know it. The Messiah passed right by their door, where they were inside praying for him to come. The problem was that he, that he didn't come in the manner in which they expected him to come. They didn't recognize him. Had Jesus come on the back of a prancing white stallion, or in a royal chariot of gold, with a phalanx of soldiers ahead of him, the Pharisees and priests would have said, that might be him. Unfortunately, they were more interested in seeing the Messiah throw off the yoke of Roman bondage than in throwing off the spiritual bondage that had become a blight on their land and people. See, God is getting ready to break out in America. Even if he has to bypass her stuffy churches to break out in the barrooms, we could be wise to remember that he has bypassed the religious elite before to dine with the poor, the profane, and the prostitutes. The Western church and the American church in particular has exported his pro its programs about God all over the world. But it is time for us to learn that our programs are not progress. What we need is his presence. We need to decide that whatever it takes and wherever it comes from, we must have him. And he wants to come on his terms, not ours. Until then, the absence of awesomeness will haunt the church. We can be inside praying for him to come while he passes by outside. Worse than that, the insiders miss him while the outsiders march with him. I'm afraid that we have missed God sometimes. We're too busy looking at other things 
that we think is God, when God's nowhere around it, we're standing in the inside like uh, the Philistines did, not the Philistines, but the uh, Pharisees. They were praying for the Messiah, and the Messiah was there. He's passing by. See, we need to pay attention to what we're praying about. Sometimes what we're praying about is not what God wants it, wants for us. See, they were praying for the wrong thing. And I'm afraid sometimes we miss God. Huh? We miss what's going on. Let me ask you a question. What do you think it would look like if God were to show up in your city or your town? Do people see that God has shown up in your life? Today, how can you let God show up? Think about it. The last time that you had revival at your church, the last time that God showed up in revival and people were changed, how many left there seeing God change their life and people on the outside saw it? Did they go out and make a difference in the community? You know, that's what it's going to take. When God shows up, we got to recognize He's there. And see, that was the problem with the Pharisees. They didn't see. They didn't recognize who was there. They didn't recognize Him come by. And so many times, we ourselves, we don't recognize Him. We just see what we want to see. And we think that it's God. But in our reality, it's not. It's not God. Um, we just really need to pay, pay close attention to what's going on. Sometimes we miss God. We miss His presence. Um, see, they were complaining about all the racket and everything outside, but that's where all the, all the action was going on. That's where what was taking place out there is what we really need to know about. See, he was in town, and they didn't even know it. How many times have God showed up in your churches, and you didn't know he was there? He passed right by the door, and you didn't know it. See, the problem is we need to recognize it. See, it don't come in the way we think it would come all the time. It don't come in ways that we think it should. It comes when God wants it to come. His time, the way he wants it. And see, we've got to be attuned to that. We've got to be attuned to to how he he might want to come. And he didn't come in a blaze of glory. He didn't come in in some of those revivals that they bring big preachers in and uh, they bring all these crowds. So that's not revival. Revival is not until God's presence shows up. If God's presence doesn't show up, we might as well just close the doors. We might as well shut down and go do something else because God is nowhere around. We're going to take a break and we'll be back right back. Welcome back. We've been talking about uh, 
how we need to recognize when God's in a place. And God, I think, is getting ready to break out in America. We see signs of it all over the place. And I know this book was written a long time ago, but it still has the same meaning. God's going to break out. And he's waiting on his church to recognize that he's there. We got to recognize it. See, some of our our stuffy churches, they're not going to recognize that God's around. That's why God's breaking out in other places. I mean, if you you pay attention, God is breaking out in in bar rooms and football fields and other places than, than other than churches. Why? Because people are hungry for God. They're tired of religion. They're looking for something. They're looking for a relationship that only can come from God. When we bring our revivals in suitcases and, and have a program of, of how things are taking place, then God is he's bound. He cannot have freedom. And see, God needs freedom to work. And if we're binding in our little box, in our little programs that we think are so good and, and are bringing so many people in, but it doesn't matter if you're bringing them in. If God is not performing miracles, if he's not saving people, then our programs are nothing. The Church of America is in trouble. We've limited God on what he can do. We've limited him because of our programs, because of our ideas that does not encounter his presence. See, God is paying attention. Our worship is is noil because there's no power. Why is there no power? Because there is no presence of God. We need the presence of God in our churches, in our lives. We are the key to recognizing that God is in the house. We've got to recognize it. We need to stop expecting him come like he used to come. It don't work that way. God is going to come the way he wants to in his time and in his place. Something that worked last year when we saw a big move of God, just like all these revivals of Sousa Street, you know, the Welsh Revival, Oh, man, they were great. But don't expect God to come in that very same manner. Because you may be fooled. You may be fooled. Church, it's time that we recognize when God is in the house. When God is passing by. Because God is getting ready to move in America. Thank you for your time today. Again, share our podcast with people. If you have a prayer request or you want a copy of this book, remember the power of the word 28601 at gmail.com. Drop me a line. Let me know how you what you think about the podcast. And I'll be glad to pray for you. Hope you have a great day and God bless you.